That didn't that didn't even make sense in the context of what I was saying. I just said hey. Yeah. It wasn't it's about fun. what you were saying, it's that you said something. <laughs> we have I a tradition. Someone on my here. Side. <laughs> and now we can come in in three, two, one. Hi, this is a new okay. episode of okay. <laughs> New Episode of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice. New episode, same bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um Earning that explicit tag once again. I'm Jeff Cruz <laughs> from Bud the Law. I'm joined by Catherine Rubino and Chris Williams. We're here to talk about the week that was in legal, uh, which was not much of a week because it was a holiday and that got in the way of a lot of legal happenings. But oh, small that, talk. you know what that sound means? I do. It means it's small I talk do. time. I do. It was a holiday as well. How is everyone's Thanksgiving? Great. You know, it was it was so, good. Solid bird, and uh, moved into the the actual winter holiday season with some decorating. Got yeah. all that done. You know, I did the same. I have to have to report. I I've added my sixth Christmas tree to um, my decor, and this year's addition is a Taylor Swift themed tree, which is going to be a surprise for my nieces. Hopefully, they're not listening. I mean, they probably aren't because they're, you know, children, not lawyers. You have a Taylor Swift Christmas tree? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> no, it's Listen. the best. It's literally <laughs> the best. Um, Look, I'm, so- assuming, I'm assuming our audience is primarily of associates at big law firms and partners trying to stay hip. But you have entirely too much money <laughs> if you can afford to have a sixth tree for Christmas okay. that is Taylor Swift-based. First of all, I've slowly added trees over the years. And thanks to Amazon, getting a four-foot pink tree, because obviously it's pink, uh, is really quite affordable. I think it was $37. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't tremendously expensive. And I'll have it for forever. But what I did was, you're familiar with the concept of the friendship bracelets that are very popular at Taylor Swift concerts. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. To, nope. And we're they're, done. They're, I'm nope. gonna, I'm, people are curious now. I piqued their they? interest. Oh I'm going to I'm going to explain what my tree is. There's so. a line between curiosity and appalled that I think we should interrogate here. Mm-hmm. The tree is amazing. Uh, <gasps> but what's your so, fourth one? How was that one? Def- how was that one decorated? The fourth one I think is my Disney tree. Oh my god! You have a Disney tree? Yes, I have. I have a turquoise tree. I have a Disney tree. I have a traditional tree. I have uh, a white tree. I have a blue and teal. That's like my main, like kind of glitzy tree. And now I you have, have a, a pink problem, tree. Catherine. <laughs> you have a problem. Maybe <laughs> I didn't say I did it. <laughs> oh my! Wait, Lord. the blue and teal is not the same as the turquoise one. You said correct. Both. Okay. Correct. And just to be clear, won- the turquoise one is just is just turquoise. Like that's the theme. That it's- yes, yes. The tree oh itself is, is sparkles and it's glittery and it's turquoise. The actual like leaves on it, and it's decorated with silver decor. The teal and red one is like in my main living room. It's like a nine foot tree and all, and it's a green tree, but all of the decorations are teal and red. And like it goes like next to like where my stockings are, which are also teal and red. Then what's the traditional tree? The traditional tree is like my kind of country nod. It's basically all my childhood 
ornaments that don't actually match the themes of any of my other trees. I see. So when did you realize that you were supposed to be an extra on the movie Elf? (laughs) You have enough Christmas cheer for eight people. Yes. Off the trees alone. Or at least six. (laughs) I will also say that does not count. I purchased for my daughter, it's her first Christmas this year, obviously. Uh, I purchased my first Christmas tree from little from step two, which was uh, went viral last year. It was very difficult to procure, but I was able to get it when they restocked it this year. So that I don't even count that because that's technically a toy, not really like a tree. It's not like just decor. You're a Christmas tree hype beast? I didn't even know they made those. I don't know. It was like a they sneaker absolutely thing. do. They absolutely do. There were certain like ornaments, like one of the ornaments that I got this year for my Disney tree. Um, it's the Disney um, Electrical Light Parade, and they that ornament sold out so quickly. I actually had to procure it on the secondary market. So, do you have like a little app you go on at eleven fifty nine p.m. to make sure that you're the first one there when it releases? <laughs> no, otherwise I wouldn't have had to go to the secondary market. <laughs> oh God. But it is it is super cute and it plays like the electrical light parade song and it like has different LED lights. It is oh, it is it is very very cute. You know, I get why I get why you were in the Christmas spirit pre Thanksgiving because you need to have weeks in advance <laughs> to hang all these things. Correct, one thousand oh percent accurate. <laughs> oh my lord! It is really really nice. My Christmas trees situation is what I will There's say. There's an S after that tree. <laughs> And I guess that's it for. And look, we didn't even have to deal with the Joe versus Chris. Is turkey a good meat situation? I mean, we've already resolved. There were higher priorities. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's uh, somehow transition from that to sound like we are experts in anything. Uh, Let's talk about this week or last week. I am expert. In Christmas trees, I think we've established useful. that. Sorry, good I point. got you, Joe. Yeah. That amount of trees under one household should not be legal, right? And they, yeah, that's how we make this legal. All right, so let's—it's small talk. It doesn't have to okay. be legal. All right. So uh, the one of the biggest things of last week was uh, Elon Musk decided to go thermonuclear, as he put it. Uh, in the, it what he meant by that was that Media Matters had issued a report uh, that had pointed out that there were various uh, Nazi white supremacist ads showing up with, or not ads, white supremacist timelines and ads for big box corporations were showing up right next to them. Elon said that that was true, but not true, and decided to threaten a lawsuit. Well, it's, it's a problem because he had previously told advertisers that that their ads would not appear near white supremacist content. Well, right. So, so that, so now we're getting into the, just to clarify. Yeah. If you if you, if you run a forum and you have to give that caveat to your, to your um, advertisers, something is wrong. You're already in trouble, yes. right? Yes. 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 Just, just, yes. Want, just wanted that to be clear. Uh, there's so much going on here. So he threatens this lawsuit. Uh, that lawsuit does not materialize immediately, leading some, most of us to assume that someone has informed him of the vagaries of Rule 11. Uh, but no, it did eventually come out, and he's alleging uh, various defamation claims, saying that Media Matters had interfered, tortious interference with business, with existing contracts, with prospective businesses, and has denigrated their uh, ex's business. All of these are- But it's true. Well, well, this this becomes a bit of the problem. Yeah. So, of note, 
Quinn Emanuel, who is is the usual attorney on all of this, is not on the paperwork, uh, nor are Morgan Lewis attorneys who Elon also often mm. uses. None of those folks seem interested in touching this at all. With and a 10-foot pole, you might even. One might say, and that makes some sense because the biggest problem with this is that the alleged action at the base of it is true, uh, which is obviously a problem for the defamation-based claims, but is also a problem with the tortious interference claims because the tortious interference actually requires you to have the the wrongdoer to have done something tortious that leads to that, and uh, at least with the under Texas law with the prospective one with prospective relationships, and if the underlying statement is true, that still, you know, means it wasn't wrong uh, tort. Uh, <laughs> so basically what he said was that, yes, everything in this Media Matters report is true. These ads did show up in this timeline, but he says, yeah, but there, no one would ever have a timeline exactly like that. So they really put together a timeline that that brought out the worst because they put together a timeline specifically with a bunch of Nazi accounts and then like waited for it to show these ads. And then it did. And so this is unfair. Uh, the problem with that, of course, is that that means that it is still true. Yeah. And it means that the statement and Catherine already alluded to this, that it wasn't really Elon, but Yacarino, the, the CEO now of X, had assured IBM and Amazon and all these other folks who advertise there that there were safeguards to prevent their ads from ever showing up in this situation. So once you have told your advertisers this can never mm. happen. And then it happens. And then it happens. It doesn't matter how tortured the timeline is. It still happens. Right. And more to the point, I would think if there were safeguards somehow creating this perfect storm of a timeline where there's only, mm -hmm. you know, uh, these kinds of these kinds of content in it would mean it'd be easier to block it as opposed to, you know, someone who only follows the occasional white supremacist and getting those that content in there. That's an excellent point. It, it just it makes it should be easier for them to stop it in this situation, not more difficult. I mean, who doesn't follow Elon Musk? Well, at well, this you're point, forced to. Yeah, the occasional white supremacist. To. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, at this point, we're forced to. It's kind of like we're we're back to having to having to have Tom as a friend on MySpace or whatever. Gosh, remember MySpace? Man, it shout was out Tom. To Tom. Right? Wasn't it Tom? It was definitely yeah. Tom. It was yeah. definitely Tom. Gosh, yeah. it was so much. So much simpler than, yeah. I mean, you had to rank your friends, which was its own form of drama. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just like speed dial, which was Except it was too. public. Everybody knew who your top eight was, right? Like yeah. your personal speed dial, like you didn't really necessarily share with the world. Mm. Y'all know MySpace is a music site now? Yeah. yeah. Timberlake bought it, right? Justin, yeah. 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 I, as opposed to some, as opposed to William Timberlake. Yeah, no, I meant I meant him. I didn't know as though I needed to clarify the Timberlake involved. Sure. Okay. Of the Eastshire Timberlakes. <laughs> um, I don't know, like. <laughs> see, that was I. I deserve better than that. Like an eye roll. You you got what you deserve. Don't worry. Fine. Point is, yeah. So, all right, let's get back to the legal of this. So, this case is filed in Texas, Texas federal court. Uh, they found a court that has a bunch of Trump judges and uh, and Reed O'Connor, which is somehow worse. Uh, <laughs> and so, 
they they game it seems as though this is forum shopping to the nth degree it also seems a little weird as the terms of service which are implicated in this conversation that twitter makes everybody sign mandates that this be in san francisco so hmm. one would assume that this gets moved that seems like an easy contract kind of question like yeah, this well, like if this was on a law school exam you would it would only be worth one point right it'd be like yes you've spotted the obvious next what are the more interesting aspects of this this Fact also pattern. amounts to an anti. Uh, a, this amounts to a slap suit, which you would assume an anti-slap law would take out. This is actually one of the more interesting legal things. And I shouts out to all the tipsters who helped walk me through this because this was more convoluted. This is actually a real law school exam. I made the claim in my original writing that maybe one of the reasons they chose this unorthodox forum was mm-hmm. to avoid California's rather powerful anti-slap law. Someone pointed out, actually, Texas has its own anti-slap law, which I made an update. Then somebody else pointed out that the Fifth Circuit has already ruled that Texas's anti-slap law can't apply in federal courts in Texas because, according to the Fifth Circuit, it's a conflict with the federal rules of civil procedure. Huh. That is gibberish. However, <laughs> that is that is that is it is apparently those are words that are strung together. It, it is apparently how the Fifth Circuit operates. So even though Texas has an anti-slap law, yet again, that might be a reason that they are trying to be in Texas because they can avoid it by being in Texas federal court for some reason. Uh, yeah, this is wait, wait, wait. So it, as it turns out, you were yeah. right, but the reason you were white was wrong. White, right, was wrong. Yes, that is I, a law I, school's I, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. You're, like, you're correct. I mean, I'm sorry. We're probably too far, too close to the end of the year at this point, but some law professor has to use a variation on this as a, a great little fact pattern. Well, I think, Chris, you had a story about this, right? There's some law professor who's doing an Elon class, right? Wasn't that your story? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, Elon Musk has been in so many legal snafus that there's an entire class dedicated <laughs> to his legal machinations. Yeah. You know, there's also a class at South Dakota law about Taylor Swift's legal machinations. Okay. You're fired. I, for some reason, like Elon less. So let's focus on him right now, please and thanks. (laughs) But when that tide turns, I will be dunking on Taylor. Let that be known. But yeah, no, so... uh so that that's the setup now. Uh, this is an ongoing issue. Obviously, if this were a situation where we could trust judges to be real law, to do their job, people to do the the job yeah. that they are sworn to do, this would either quickly be sent back to California or would fall under the Texas anti-slap. But however, uh, who knows? Given the people who are involved here, so uh, ongoing issue. It's also Whee! a little. It's also got some. Serious alt cause issues because the, the the damages that they're after that they're seeking is that this media matters report resulted in a bunch of advertisers leaving the site, which I mean maybe, but also you know Elon Musk posted about the Great Replacement theory the day before, and maybe that might have something to it do might with have it. skeeved out a few advertisers. Uh, to I'd love have to see that. the third party discovery if this case gets any further. Good lord! <laughs> all right, yeah. So all right, well, <laughs> you just be like Abby and being like, no, no, it was the replacement theory for us, actually. <laughs> I mean, I assume they wouldn't even bother to reply to third party discovery the the usual, but who knows if. 
they could ever get. Would be hilarious. I'm just waiting to see how Judge Ho sneaks Jesus into this case. (laughs) Yeah. God willing, this doesn't get to the point where it gets on an appeal and somehow this this gets resolved quickly. I mean, it seems inevitable, but, you know, we can all hope springs eternal. I don't see a scenario where this gets very far at all. I I don't know. I mean, it shouldn't. You're correct. Right. Well, you're you're assuming, like, normative law and how things used to work. You have to right. factor exactly. in That's alternative facts. This is an alternative facts case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it is not a district known for not a good doing district. the law. Calidus AI cleverly supports you by suggesting relevant law to address your complex issues. Put in simple questions or longer fact patterns, then Calidus asks you to confirm if points are salient before proceeding. Use Calidus to check if you found all the key concepts, cases, and statutes. Calidus turns that into a high-quality, customer-ready document. Handle complexity confidently with Legal's most advanced AI platform. Get $90 off your first two months. Use promo code Joe at CalidusAI.com. That's C-A-L-L-I-D-U-S-A-I.com. Hey, Guy, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, Guy, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. Order up. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich, leather-bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's J.D. McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you! I bet you he has got so many years of experience. Like decades and decades. And I bet, Guy, I bet he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on the Legal Talk Network, available wherever podcasts are found. Okay, back. What do we want to talk about? Donald Trump's in the news again? Sure. I mean, Uh, for so many reasons. You have to be a little bit more specific. I guess you can't really say in the news again when they never left, never Never stopped. Never stopped. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, the latest, the latest, uh, a story that uh, was uh, the biggest story on our website last week uh, comes from Liz Dye's coverage of various Trump things. Uh, this one is about the E. Jean Carroll case, which you may recall is the case where author E. Jean Carroll pointed out that Trump had, you know, raped her, raped her in, in the 80s. Uh, he said he didn't. Uh, that case has ended at this point. Well, he did a bunch of things. He tried to... Re- remove it to the well so she said that at which point the statute of limitations had closed so she just said that he said that she was lying she sued for defamation that case then involved the justice department trying to intervene and claim that as president he has it's part of the duties of his office to defame who call people too ugly to rape, which is what he did. That carried on troublingly too long. But ultimately, this case ends with the Adult Survivors Act coming out, and now she can file the claim for the actual assault. And in the end, he's you know liable under that. So fast forward, he's peeling all of this, as one might imagine. And uh, his folks put in a brief. Uh, the brief is creative. that's that's a word that's definitely a word it it, it involves all sorts of 
you know, I mean, Chris just made the mention of alternative facts. It is a alternative fact based brief, but it also, and we've also been talking about law school exams. It actually reads like a like a struggling law student who's just <laughs> throwing different things, just spaghetti at the wall constantly. There is the well. We we there was no DNA test, and it's like, yeah, well, that's because you refused to you provide. Refused to you do refused it. it. But there was uh, none. There, yeah, there was. Well, this this evidence there wasn't a four fifteen instruction on it, and it's like, well, that is true given that it came in under 404B. Like there was, <laughs> there was a talk about doing it under 415, and then they didn't. And there's a whole, like, long, the court has written the, the explaining this thought process. Uh, although I think the most impressive one was that there's a there was some testimony that was being brought in about something, uh, about an assault that had happened, or a harassment assault, depending on, like, I guess we can't say because these things aren't necessarily proven, but allegations, assault allegations, we'll say, that took place on a plane that was brought in under the rules of evidence. The rules of evidence, though, say that you can only bring in evidence of these acts that took place within the United States for obvious reasons. And the Trump lawyers argue, well, there is no way of knowing that this was the United States if it was a plane, right? Which, you know is an argument. <laughs> it's not a good one. It's also not one that makes you look particularly good. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I could say is, you know, creative is, is the kind way to say where is the Rule 11 response. It's fun, though. Like, it is actually kind of fun <laughs> to read it. Like, it's just... Like, I, I was entertained, personally. I don't... Justice put to one side. I, but it makes you wonder, like, thinking back to, like, handling clients and stuff, like, mm. you you have to think some of this is him demanding they make an argument of things sure, that don't. but professional ethics. Right, like, yeah, like, you, you but like money. some of these, some of these arguments you can't possibly put on paper unless somebody's ordering you to do it and you mm. are viewed as part of your zealous uh, advocacy or something. I don't know. Like, it, it's bad. It's not a great look for anyone involved. And yeah, they won't right. be paid for it. That's well, that's the kicker. Who knows? Like, it is, they're like, just doing this for the love of the game. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know, forget pro bono lawyers. The real heroes here. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, well, that uh, anybody else have anything to say about what was the biggest story of the no, week? We said a lot. <laughs> we didn't really. We we said very little. Much to do about nothing. Yeah. Okay. It was Thanksgiving last week. Uh, yeah, we already kind of discussed that. On that note, Stephen Miller, who is not in fact a lawyer by any stretch of any imagination, however, Thank runs God. a. I mean, yeah, fair. Uh, but however, runs a legal group because. Reasons, Why not? Why not? Uh, where he goes around suing people. He has famously sued Pop Tarts for making kids gay. Uh, he Is it has, the sprinkles? I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's the sprinkles. Well, it might be. It might be because they're rainbow. I'm not positive. Uh, Look, man, it's the the less attention you pay, the more sense it makes. He's gone <laughs> after M and M's because sexy green M and M's or something. I don't know. Uh, that I agree. I think with. We need to bring her back. She was bad. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think we'd get to the I agree with Stephen Miller portion of the podcast, but here we are. Neither, well, neither did I. Listen, great Eminem will make me do things. I would not see coming. 
Okay, so with all of that said, he's also <laughs> suing. Oh no, he. Oh yeah, he's suing NYU Law Review for a on behalf of a one L who is remaining anonymous to date, and mm-hmm. I think that's a smart move. And because uh, if I were the name behind a lawsuit that said. I think I'm too stupid to get on law review. I don't know if I'd want my name out there. <laughs> Googleable. We need anyway, to start so, calling those white men's burden cases. Yeah, I mean, fair. Look, so so he's anonymous for now. Uh, that won't last. His uh, name is Steve. It's Steve or Josh. <laughs> something generic. Chad. Oh, Chad. Yeah. Okay. We'll revisit this when the day comes. I mean, I don't think the day will come. I think when that order comes that he has to name himself, I think this case dies. Like, but we'll I'm see. Out. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Steve Miller uh, got in the headlines last week because he sued Macy's, saying that the company. You know what's you really know, funny and interesting about that? What is it? You know, Macy's is the one who does the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It is. Really? Yeah, so I bet a lot of people it? are interested in... It's it's almost like the SEO for the word oh. Macy's shoots up a ton during the week of their parade. Their very famous parade. Yeah. Now that so is a coincidence. He, it is. It's a coinky dink. Uh, so uh. just now, uh, the week before their parade, he made the decision that it was time to sue Macy's for having... Well, not sue, file a complaint with the EEOC, I should say. Uh, he files a complaint with the EEOC over Macy's, you know, discriminatory policies. And by discriminatory policies, he means that they have a training course for worker, women and workers of color who they, they identify as potentially promotable. They have training courses to help them burnish their resumes and, you know, get more qualifications such that they might be able to get that promotion. You can't uh, do so, that. So, yeah, well, that's his argument. He says that that is discrimination. I got to be honest, my takeaway when I read it was, like, it was always, it's always been kind of a big leaf argument, but there used to be the argument that the problem with these, you know, policies that promoted diversity is that it would, you know, mean that an unqualified person would get the job instead of a qualified white person. But now with this training course being objected to, it's a complaint that qualified minority <laughs> candidates might get the job instead of white people, uh, which is, you know, a quick, a quick I mean, literary, I'm glad they're taken off. Yeah. A quick literary point, And this might be nerdy of me, but I really mm-hmm. do wish people took to heart the, uh, the meaning of that. Well, I think it was Orwell shooting an elephant, right? It's that so many of the people, regardless of race, are not qualified for the positions they're in. They're pushed there out of shame and guilt and resentment. Right. <laughs> well, it's the well, I mean, in fairness, the, the Peter principle remains true. Everyone is holding a job one level ahead of their actual own competence. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how that works. All right. Well, anyway, so on the one hand, litigation for the purpose of fundraising is not necessarily awful, right? Like if you do have a case doing things in a way to increase the profile of a nonprofit organization for the sake of raising money, that's not necessarily a bad thing. However, that said, said, you do kind of have to own that that's what you're doing. I feel like some of these organizations, in particular religious organizations that file things around the holidays and stuff, like they, they're kind of, they're willing to admit that, you know, they're doing this because of the greater visibility of the issue right now. Uh, this was just such calculated nonsense. It's, and in, in, in a pattern of 
nonsense suits like the M&M suit, which was timed during green M&M mania, uh, the pop tarts stuff that they did when, uh, it became kind of a viral issue among right wing people. Like it's just, it's just slapdash jumping at the next thing that they could potentially grift somebody out of somebody watching Fox news out of some money. What do you think the next one will be? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but, but I will say what, whatever the next, Everyone gets up in arms over something is it's going to be that like the next time my money you know. is on mall, Santa and immigrants. Oh, yeah. But yes. No, that's actually that. I will go ahead and say that you're right about that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm fully prepared to give you the win on it's going to be a mall Santa case. He's going to find a black Santa somewhere and make a huge deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, but until then, we have this one to ridicule. Yeah, no. Uh, so Macy's went off without a hitch, but probably, you know, due to the expert planning of all the actually qualified people who work there. All right. With that said, we are done, I think. So thanks, everybody, for listening. You should listen to the show, subscribe, get, you know, leave reviews. All of those are great things to do. You should listen to the Jabot. I'm also a guest on the Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable. You should also listen to other shows uh, in the Legal Talk Network's stable of programming. Uh, you should read Above the Law every week, so you read these and more stories before we chat about them. You should follow uh, social media. It's at ATL blog on the uh, website that has advertisers that appear next to Nazis. <laughs> Social uh, media. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I'm jo at Joseph Priest. She's at Catherine One. Chris is at Rights for Rent there. On Blue Sky, everything's the same except I'm at Joe Patrice. And I think with all that, we're done. Peace. Also, throw out to Thanksgiving food. You've had turkey omelets for the last two days. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.